is time for the Blind Android Users Podcast from BlindAndroidUsers.com. Kick back and enjoy this podcast from a blindness perspective. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the third episode of Blind Android Users. I'm Dennis Long, along with Lauren Carr and Austin Pinto. And we are here. It is December 30th, at least here in the U.S., So happy new year to you, wherever you may be. And we are covering tonight how to get started on Android, how to set up your phone. Warren's going to show us that. And I don't know, Warren, do you have an app of the week? I do have an app of the week, and we're going to be doing that first, uh, since some of our listeners may be advanced users and may not necessarily want to listen to how to start Android afresh and all of that. So the first thing we're going to do is do that uh, app of the week, and then we're also going to be introducing our friend Jacob Kruger from South Africa, who would be telling his story in the My Section or My Story segment of the podcast before we for, for those that want to submit stories or those that would like to come on the podcast, you can either reach out privately to us or through our website email address, which is contact us at blindandroidusers.com. So you can reach out either there or to us privately. If you are on the blind Android users, you can reach out there and we will get in touch with you. Uh, don't submit your stories on the list. We'll reach out to you privately and get them. And if you want to come on live, let us know when works for you. And we will try to accommodate you as best we can. Uh, If you come on live, you can come on live when we do the recording. We'll happily share that time with you and send you a link if you wish to come on live. Otherwise, you can just send us a recording. Ideas and features, what you want to see is definitely want it because we want to make this helpful and interesting to you. Yeah, I second Dennis. So I would even I would like to wish everyone a happy new year, and we pray that this year is better than the 2020. So Warren and Dennis, how was Christmas? Good, good. I'm I'm ready for 2020 to be over. 2020 can go bye bye. <laughs> Christmas was wonderful, and we actually had a white Christmas. In other words. We had snow falling on the Christmas day. You did snow uh, up there? I'm surprised. We did, and it's actually snowing today, too. So it's kind of, I think the last time that we had Christmas snowing, uh, I mean, <laughs> snow falling on Christmas day was either the Christmas of 2016 or 2017. I don't remember which one now. So it's, so it's been like three or four years since the last time that we had Christmas. Uh, I keep saying Christmas snow on the actual Christmas day. So... It was exciting to see that uh, three inches of snow within like two hours. That was just beautiful. So, and today we had some again. So, um, it's it's a beautiful thing. And so, like I was saying, so after the demonstration of the app of the week, we're going to have our friend Jacob Kruger from South Africa, who is going to be telling his story in the My Story segment of the podcast. And then we will transition to me demonstrating how to um, set up your Android device for the first time. And in this case, we're going to be using an older Android device just in case anyone gets something that is older than Oreo. All right, with that now, let's go to the app of the week. And I want to talk about an app, a rebirth of an app. And this is uh, an app called the Shuttle Music Player. They have totally revamped and changed it and developed the app 
using Kotlin, K-O-T-L-I-N, so it is written in Kotlin instead of the previous version. So now this is a new app, and right now it's in the early stage or early uh, beta stage, and people can opt into it and give it a try and see what it feels like. We will be including the URL in the show notes. So now I'm going to bring up the app. It's very simplistic. And I do want to say here um, at the get-go that there are a couple unlabeled uh, buttons. <laughs> so I'm going to be reaching out to the developer to see if he could fix those unlabeled buttons. So when you bring up the app, you know, it, of course, it asks for those permissions to be able to scan um, your device for, you know, media and all of that. And so I've got it running on my phone and I want to get to, you know, the places that have the unlabeled button and that would be near the top left. Um, and that simply says, um, you know, you know, unlabeled button, and that basically should be your navigate to top button. And I was already playing something. Now, the good thing about this is that you can just swipe left or right to move to the previous uh, track or to the next track or whatever the case may be. However, there's a physical button that says next or previous to the right and left of what is being played. At the bottom of the phone, we have, you know, tabs like, uh, I'm going to go back here to the main UI. We have the home tab. We have the library tab, which says it's selected currently. Then there's the search. And then the one that is unlabeled is simply going to say tab. Now, here's the interesting thing about the one that says tab. To me, that sounds like it should have been labeled like options. Because when, when you tap on it, this is what you get. You get a shuffle. There's a sleep timer. Equalizer. And the last one is the settings. Now, when we tap on the settings, now you hear unlabeled. That's the navigate the top. If I tap on that, it's going to put me back in the main UI where we tapped on the tab that simply says tab. So, but I'm not going to do that, but I want to show you what we have in the settings. In the settings, we've got display how you want it to look. Night mode, the media, so if you tap here, you can choose the provider or you could scan locally, that's self-explanatory, you can tap here to exclude folders, you don't want it to scan, artwork, that's the last one if I 
you know, then there's a label button, which is a navigated top. I tap on that, it brings me back to the main UI, and so I'm going to go to the library. That's where it's going to show all your songs. And then there's, there's the home. So, you see, I, I have um, a song here. So, when you tap on library near the top, you have genres. Playlist, artist, and I'm selecting the artist right now. That's why I said selected because I have Andy Kim in there. Albums, and songs. So since I've tapped on the artist, and if I if I tap on it, that takes me to where I I could play there. So this in the middle is the play button. And then to the left of it is the um, uh, previous, and to the right of that is the next button. So you hear it playing. If I swipe from right to left, and I swipe again, and if I swipe left, I swipe back. So, and again, you could still, um, you could still do your, um, you know, find next, this next, and uh, go back to previous, and then there's, there's a shuffle as well, and things like that. So, I'm going to hit the stop where it says toggle pl uh, playback. And that stops it from playing. That's the very simplistic app called the Shuttle uh, Music Player. It's a, a rebirth of an app that was there before, but they've decided to do something different. And there's no ads in this. It's just pure, nice and clean, with the exception of the fact that um, those two buttons, the navigate top and the options, are not labeled but at least you now know what those buttons do that would be the app of the week in the way of the shuttle music player boys any comments about the shuttle music player that is a nice app and the best thing of the app it has equalizer so for all the audio files they could tune the audio as they want and by the way this was playing up uh, this uh andy kim album that i have uh it's all in flack um, you know, what's Flack again? <laughs> Austin, you are the audiophile. I don't remember yeah. what Flack stands for. Something lossless, uh, something lossless ca audio codec. Yeah. <laughs> that is okay, so that's right. FLAC. Um, so, Dennis, any comments about uh, shuttle music player? I'm going to be including the uh, URL, of course, in our show notes of the week. Uh, my only comments would be, <clears throat> hopefully, the uh, developer will label that on the button. I do agree that it should be probably labeled options, but again, it comes back to the developers need to use the tools that are given when they develop 
and implement the accessibility. It's a lot easier to implement accessibility from the ground up. And, you know, I think one of the common myths is that there are not blind people on Android. And that's simply not true. So developers, if you're listening, please develop for accessibility. Please follow the instructions to make your apps accessible with TalkBack so that all users can enjoy your apps. And it will, if your app is a paid app, it will get, if there's an app purchase people to most likely buy your app because you did take the time to make it accessible. I do not have a problem rewarding developers that make their apps accessible and go above and beyond to make sure it's accessible. All right, so this now it's the time for us to uh, um, tag in Jacob's uh, story in the My Story segment of the podcast. Hi there, my name is Jacob Kruger and I'm from South Africa and on various online communities or on mailing lists will see me as the blind biker and that is because although I'm 100% blind, I ride motorcycles, etc. Besides that, I have always been pretty much a techno junkie, very much into electronics, gadgetry, devices, and obviously nowadays modern smartphones. And my primary platform of choice is Android. And one of the reasons for that choice, just to mention it, was that back when Android smartphones were starting to become accessible, the VOIC from SteamWithSound.com became available on the Android platform, and that is software that allows you to make use of forms of sensory substitution to interpret what's in front of the camera using audio output or soundscapes, along with other forms of recognition. But that's one of my choices, and I've been playing around with that since it was available on the old Nokia phones back in the early 2000s. Anyway, besides that, I've always been into online communities. Back in 1997, I started an online community for local bikers here in South Africa. But that's also because I am a full-time software web application developer, but I have no formal training and I've always been self-taught. So I like discussions in communities where you can both agree to disagree and explain to each other why, what, and how we do things and what our approaches are. And that's also why I appreciate things like the efforts that guys like Warren and Austin are making in developing these Android communities for us, blind or visually impaired Android users, where we can make technology known to each other and discuss our reasons and methods of making use thereof. That also comes down to the slogan that I use for my blind bike riding events, because they are public events here in South Africa is that there are no limits other than those which you apply to yourself. And also you will see in my email signature that I have taken a slogan from one of the sets of guys from Star Trek and changed it slightly. Resistance is futile, dot, dot, dot. Acceptance is versatile. In other words, modern technology makes it way easier for us to empower ourselves based on our own choices and thoughts. Now, if you want to do something... There's always going to be a way to figure out how to do it. And these discussion communities also allow us to help each other with suggestions and thoughts and ideas and concepts. And that's how we end up developing both these communities and 
empowering ourselves even further. On the personal side, or if you'd like any more information about what I refer to as blind motorcycle riding, or my background, for example, the fact that I've basically been fully 100% blind for the last 15 years, then you're more than welcome to have a look at my personal website, which is blindza.co.za. So thank you so much, Jacob. That was Jacob's uh, Android journey there in that our segment of the My Stories segment. And uh, of course, we know Jacob to be the blind biker, and Jacob uses the VOIC in guiding him as he rides on his, his motorbike. It's a really interesting scenario. Guys, what do you think about Jacob's uh, little episode there of uh, riding on a motorbike <laughs> and being guided by the VOIC and, you know, with a sighted assistance? It is very good. I don't know how he does that. I'll have to get more details on it. But it was a good story. It is a good story. And yes, that- it was. And for those, uh, you know, again, submit your stories. If you were on Android, you struggled with it, let us know why it didn't work for you. It's your story. We And you went to another platform. We want to hear why didn't Android work for you? Because it may be something that you didn't know and we can address it in a future episode. So we are here to help you, the community. And that is our goal. And definitely do reach out and let us know what it is you want to see, what you're struggling with, what your questions are. If you're thinking of coming from iOS to Android, what don't you know? Thank you so much, Dennis. And so now we're going to transition to our final segment. And this is going to be setting up an Android device. And like I said earlier on, we're going to be doing this with an older device. I'm not doing it like on a Pixel device or something like that. I'm going to be doing this on a Moto G, and I think it's the fourth generation Moto G. So this doesn't have Oreo. And frankly, if I'm going to suggest that if you're going to get an Android device, I will say if you can't afford something with um, you know, Android 9, Android 10, or Android 11, you should try to get something that is running at least, at least Android 8, which is Oreo. And my reasoning for that is not that, you know, older versions, you know, say Nougat or Marshmallow or Lollipop or even KitKat will Oreo. not work. Where's my pack of Oreo cookies? Darn. I know, doggone it, I should have brought some of that. But, you know, since I'm not doing it on on an Oreo device, bro, you you don't get them cookies. (laughs) No cookie. (laughs) But so so I'm going to be doing this. And the reason is because if you have anything with Oreo, you have that... um, audio separation so you're going to have an accessibility channel and so you can independently decrease or increase your uh, screen reader volume you know tts volume or increase independently the music volume or media volume but if you get anything running anything other than oreo then those two volumes or two channel sound channels are mixed together and it's not a bueno um uh, well, you know, and, uh, and not only, sorry, Warren, not, not only that, um, the other advantage, too, is the later devices, you can do the volume. Uh, the two-volume hold down. The, the, the two-volume hold. And for those that don't want to spend seven, eight, nine hundred, a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred bucks, you know, you don't want to get a Samsung. The Android equivalent to the iPhone SE would be a Pixel 4a or 4a 5G. 
and it gets extremely good battery life. So you will not be disappointed there. I have gotten as much as two full days on a battery on my 4A. So you will not be, you can't go wrong if battery life is important to you and budget is important. It's $350 in the U.S., brand new for the 4A. The 4A 5G, I think, is $499. So again, and you know, this is just preference, but 5G to me is not that prevalent yet. So do you really need a 5G phone? What is it going to, what is it going to gain you? Yeah. And so like I was saying, so all that we're trying to do here is that, and the whole idea of showing it on an older device is that the whole down finger still works whether it's a new device or an older device. Now, the only thing that's missing on an older device, you know, running anything other than Oreo is the fact that you cannot use a two-volume hold down. Instead, you're going to hold down your two fingers on the screen to activate accessibility. So again, whether it's a uh, Pixel 5, Pixel 4, for a 5G or regular 4, um, or whatever, um, the two fingers still works, except that on all the devices, the um, uh, two-volume hold key is not going to work. So I'm going to turn this thing on, it's on, and I'm going to put my two fingers down, because if you don't do this, if you have anything older than Oreo, it is important that you use this method at the beginning because if you pass the beginning and went ahead and set up the device or someone sets up the device, you're not going to be able to enable accessibility without first going into the system settings and onto accessibility and therein activating TalkBack. So right from the get-go, it is important that once you are on that setup screen where you have the language selection and all of that, of course, if you're blind, you're not going to know that. So the uh, the trick is that after turning on the device, my rule or my th- rule of thumb is that you leave that thing on there for about 45 seconds to about a minute before you put your f- two fingers down to make sure that you are on the setup screen. So I've done that, and now I'm going to put my two fingers down and keep holding and see. Continue touching the screen until you hear a beep to enable accessibility mode. Accessibility tutorial. When Explore by Touch is turned on, you can touch the screen to learn what Gmail. So, in other words... Keep sliding your um, finger around the screen until you find at least one more icon. If you are using a newer device that runs Oreo or later, you could use either the two-finger hold down on the face of the screen or you hold down the two volume keys and if it's not Android 11 or, or 10, you're just going to hear a chime and then you need to let go and hold them down again and then accessibility uh, talkback will come on talking. But if you have anything like Android 10 or Android 11, when you hold down those two volumes, Good. it's going to come up and say, hey, you know, hold those um, two volumes down again to enable accessibility. And so now I'm going to hit the back key. Gmail. Back button. Welcome. At the bottom, there's a back key. On the bottom left corner is the back key. So now we're back to the setup screen where the language selection is. Language, English, United States button. And so if you're using a different language, you could tap here to go choose your language. But my warning here is that if you tap here, and if you happen to be in a region that 
the language is not supported and you choose that language, you're not going to have any speech because it's not built into the ROM of the system. And so if you can understand a little bit of English, probably just leave it by default on this. And then later on, you can change your TTS once you have Wi-Fi connectivity. But at this point, it's preferable uh, to leave it on the English selection. So below that is the start button. Start button. Now, when we select Wi-Fi, showing items 1 to 7 of 20. When we tap on uh, get started or start, then we are taken to the Wi-Fi selection. Showing items 1 to 7 of 21. And here showing you items could, one to excuse me. T-H-E-M-E-S-H, Wi-Fi signal full, Wi-Fi 2 bars, showing so, items. So, T-H-E-M-E-S-H-G-U. I don't want to do the guess. T-H-E-M-E-S-H-M-Y. And when you are in the Wi-Fi selection, the tendency is that it may be refreshing the page. And so if you touch your Wi-Fi, it may refresh it and could be a little bit frustrating. Um, So if you find the one that is yours, just go ahead and tap on that right away. Or if you wait, you know, you could see that it keeps... um, R-O-O-F-T-O-P... What? That's guess. Now, so here I tap on mine called the mesh. And what happens is that you're going to type in your password. Oh. Not checked. Show password checkbox. Show items 1 to 7 of 8. Uh, with anything other than Oreo. You will need show a headset, but if you check where it says, it says show password. Not checked. Show path. Show password. You should be able checked. to hear uh, the stuff. Showing items one. You should be able to hear the keys when you touch the keyboard. So. Symbols. See, for instance, I tap. Four. So you see, as four, I can do. One. As I touch this, one, you can hear two, uh, it say, you know, one. the things showing as I go one. along. Um, but letters. if you mode. if you didn't check that box that says show pass show password, you're not gonna hear the keys that you're touching. Dot. So see, dot. see now it as I switch back to alternative to, to letters, it is not Showing speaking those letters, and so I will have to plug in a headset Landscape. in order to be able to uh, hear those. So I'm gonna mute for a little bit and let Austin and Dennis talk while I put in my password to the Wi-Fi and then I will come back and go from here. Uh, Austin, Dennis? So I want to give a comment on the language selection. The language selection may work in your region if you have, if your device has a firmware built in for your region which the company flashes and sends it to you. Then you can select but it's better not to change it. You may not have speech. The, the main thing before you go changing anything, <clears throat> third-party apps, what have you, different email apps, different web browser apps, and this is all stuff we can cover down the, down the road. You want to get the thing set up and properly working. And then if you don't like the native installed apps, you can at that point in time go find alternatives. There are a, a plenty of them. Um, for example, if you want a different email client, go get Aquamail. Go get Canine Mail, which has been around for years. I, I personally use Aquamail. If you want a different browser, you've got Lightning Browser. You've got Firefox. You've got Edge. You've got, 
Kiwi. So there's a bunch of different uh, apps that are out there that you can use. So, you know, it is definitely, um, you know, there's definitely choices. You're not stuck with what is installed on the device. Now, in, in some cases, you may be stuck with what's there. By that, I mean some apps may be able to be removed. Some may not. There are ways you can remove them, but I won't go into that here because you have to know what you're doing in order to remove them. And if you are not careful, you could have yourself some problems. So if it doesn't give you the, the uninstall option, it's best to just leave well enough alone and not try to remove it. But you can change out your SMS client. You can change out, as I said, your web browser. You can install different radio apps, different music apps. The, the question is, what can't you do that you want to do? Android gives you a great deal of flexibility in customizing it to your needs and your preferences. So, you know, bear that in mind that this isn't like iOS in that you're stuck with, you know, built the built-in messaging app. Or I'll give you another example where it's different. You can stack contacts on the home screen. You can add contacts to the home screen. And then create a folder with those contacts. You can't do that on iOS. So you could add, say you call five people quite often. You could add those five people to the home screen, create a folder, and call friends. And all your friends' contacts are in that folder. You don't have to go into the contacts, search for them, go into the dialer, search for them. So it makes it a lot simpler to get done what you want to get done. And that's just some ideas. And you know, again, if there's something you want to know how to do, we want to make this thing benefit you. We want to help you, the user from the user, that's the beginner, to somebody who's been on Android for a couple years or you're on and off and, you know, well, I don't know, is Android for me? Hey, bring us your questions. Let us know what you're struggling with and let's see if we can't help you. That's that's our goal at the end of the day is to help you, you know, realize that not every app is going to be cross-platform, unfortunately, but we will certainly try to, you know, help you. And if you have a favorite app, send it to us. Tell us why you like it. And, you know, that's how, because the three of us cannot know there's millions of apps on the Play Store, probably billions of apps. We can't know every app. So if there's something that you, you think is just awesome, let us know. And we will certainly take a look, and it may be featured in one of our upcoming apps of the week. Downloading suggestions for English, United States will be ready soon. Yeah, so after you, you've connected to your Wi-Fi, and I suggest that, you know, um, maybe at the beginning, don't put in your SIM card, because it may cause some issues. Just try to set it up on Wi-Fi. And then, you know, later on, put in your SIM card. Because if it sees your SIM card and sees your region, it may try to get stuff and, you know, from for your language. And then it's not in there. Landscape and you're going to have uh, problems with, uh, you know, uh, the TTS engine. So, um, again, just set it up on Wi-Fi. So, after you've connected to Wi-Fi, then accept and continue button. you have to accept all the... Um, Software update. Software update. Digital personalization. Digital personalization. Account setup. Got another device. So here is where you could either uh, choose 
this is very important. At this level, you're going to choose whether you want to bring in your apps. If you have, if you had another phone prior to what you are setting up and you would like to be able to bring your apps and stuff like that from your previous phone, it is important then, then that when you choose it here, you're going to choose that, yes, I'm going to be bringing my stuff from an older device or from a phone that I already have, you know, provided you are using that very same account. Got another device. If you use another Android device, you can quickly copy your current setup to this Modic 3. Okay, so... Not checked. Copy your Google accounts, apps, and data from your other device radio button. So we got that. Not checked. No thanks radio button. Oh, no thanks. So I'm going to say... Copy your um, Google accounts, apps, and data from your other device radio button. Because I'm doing this as a demo... And I don't want to put my stuff on this one. I'm going to Not check. say no thanks. Radio. No thanks. No thanks. Check. Okay. Okay. Follow the next. And so. Back button. I'm going to go to, you know. Next button. Next. Sign in. So the next field is going to be to sign, sign in. Sign in. Google accounts. Sign in with your Google account. Learn more. So here. Ed- sign you're in you're going to find. Account. Edit box. Email or phone. Your email address Double field. Ta- Edit box. And I'm going to type in my phone. I'm going to type in my email address. Oops, excuse me. I think I. Z deleted. There we go. Shift. I want it at. Symbols. You know, um. Space. Z. There we go. So, wallcar at gmail.com. Y is what G I want to type in. Period. M M A A I I L L. Period. Period. Space. Now, if you C, have a Samsung C, phone, uh, some of P, the Samsung phones o, will have a dot o, com, so it will period, fill that M, for you M, instead of. And so now that I've typed in my email address, I'm going to tap on next or go. Go. Keyboard hidden. Sign in with your Google account. Learn more. Hi, Warren. Showing text keyboard. So the next Plug thing now. to hear password keys spoken aloud. Edit box. Now, Currently editing. Password. Here's the problem. If you're running anything other than Oreo, you're not going to be able to hear your password. In other words, you're not going to be, he- be able to hear the keys, the keyboard, as you touch the different characters on the uh, keyboard. And so uh, if you're running anything lower than Oreo, the thing you need to do is to plug in the headset. Um, but if you have anything Oreo or higher, you actually will be able to hear um, the keys that you are touching. So even if I... I find that the uh, check mark that says uh, show password, I still can't hear uh, what those keys are saying on the keyboard. It will simply say dot, dot, dot. And watch. See? See? So, see, that's what happens. So, I'm sorry, I'm going to plug in my headset. And it's not that I'm trying to hide my... (laughs) <laughs> my password from you guys, but I, I I wouldn't be able to know what I'm typing since I'm not seeing those um, characters on the keyboard, the keys on the on the keyboard to be able to uh, you know tap on those to you know uh, uh, type. So I'm gonna put on a headset again and put in my password. So um, you're not gonna be able to hear me while I, I'm doing it. So I am now 
gonna try to put in my 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 password. So so okay. So when you are done, um, then you, you know you you tap on the go at the bottom, and it takes me to if you have a two-step enable two-factor authentication enable, you're gonna find something like worker at gmail two-step verification. This extra step shows it's really you trying to sign in. So I'm gonna say hey. Um, so you have options here where you could say, you know, send you text, this extra step you know, worker at gmail try another way to sign in. Let's try another way. Use your security key. Use your security key. Can't find an eligible device. Okay. Use your so try you another way tap to one. Try another way. Use your way. phone or tap. Get a verification code from the Google Authenticator app. So you have either use the Authenticator, the Google app, or tap yes on your phone or send a text message use your phone or tablet to get a security code even if it's offline tap yes on your phone or tap so i'm gonna do the one that says tap yes on my phone two-step verification tap yes on your use your phone or tablet to get a secure two-step verification tap yes on your use your tap yes on your okay now that i've tapped yes on my I've tap yes, do the one that says, hey, tap yes on my phone. So what that happens or what that means is that it sends it to my other phone. Now, I hope you got to know where I put that phone. There we go. So now here on my other phone, there's no, it's not me. And I tap yes. It says signing approved. And then, you know, automatically I am logged on to uh, my account. And so the next thing now Hi, Warren. is to Hi, Warren. go to next. Worker at gmail dot. We publish the. And I'm going to go to the agree. Hi, Warren. Oops, I'm holding Landscape. the phone wrong. Portrait. And by the way, you know, this thing keeps, can flip on you. So you have the, uh, uh, you know, landscape and you just shake it around to uh, move you back to the portrait mode. So this. I agree button. I agree. Checking info. And I hear my phone Google says, services. hey, did you sign in? And of course, I'll tap on. Automatically back. So this about, you know, backup your services or I mean, backup your apps automatically. Yeah, those are checked by default. Next button. And so you tap on next. Next button. I'm used next to, button. you know, single tap. Just and I just, <laughs> I keep forgetting to double tap. And then um, it's it's updating. Back button. The Next button, disabled. Okay, um, let's see. What did I not do Back here? Back button. Just a sec. Okay, just a sec. So it's telling me to hold on. So basically what's going on here is that it is doing uh, all the necessary things that needs to happen, you know, connecting to my account and all of that. And if there are any updates, then it's going to do those updates um, before it gives me the next button. So um, I think that would be how you set it up and the step that I skipped earlier on, if you had checked the radio button to bring your stuff from uh, your other phone, you would have an option to either bring, you know, put the phones back to back so it'll be transferred via NFC, or you would have a choice of bringing your apps from the cloud. And I always suggest choosing the one that says bring your apps from the cloud to this new phone over choosing using the NFC because if your other phone doesn't have it and sometimes all the apps don't get transferred well 
there. So that's how you do it. And, you know, next week we'll go continue from here. Now that you set up your phone, then what next? Because we don't want to make this part to be too lengthy. Voice? That was a good uh, way on how to set up your phone. So that's that's how you set up your phone. Um, and again, like I said, if you have any, uh, if you if you can afford something running Oreo, I would prefer that you get something running Oreo because let, next week when I show you guys what happens, especially with the uh, single channel for both accessibility and your regular media uh, channels it becomes a problem on how to adjust them individually as you cannot do that without increasing the other one. So that is something to keep in mind when you are getting a phone. But if all you can afford is something running nougat or earlier or, or later, rather, you could still get that. But the advice is that you get something that's at least running Oreo or later. Get without breaking your the bank get the best thing you can afford and if you can afford the 300 hour 350 hour price but i realize that's not in everybody's budget but there may be ways you can get discounts your, your carrier may offer financing you may be able to finance it through you know another method <clears throat> but if you can afford a 4a i highly recommend it that's my daily device it works well it will offer you the best accessibility you'll get it, it comes with uh android 10 and it will update to 11 and then you'll get uh at least 12 and 13 and the nice thing is in later versions of android you have a separate accessibility volume and we'll get into how to adjust that and like warren said you can't do that in earlier versions below eight so that is why we're encouraging you if possible get a phone with eight or higher because it will allow you the greatest accessibility. And there are a lot of phones out there that you could have, you know, for less than $300 um, that, you know, have those. In, Absolutely. You know, some of the Nokia phones, you know, and a lot of the Android One devices you could get for some like less than $200. And, you know, some of those are running Android 10 or Android 11, and you can get those as well. So where there's not enough money, you know, wisely figure out which one you want or, you know, ask a The thing you want to be we'll... careful of is how badly do they skin their devices or will you get updates? If you spend $200, $250 for a phone and it's a Motorola, you may never see an update. You may never see an update, you know, if you get a lower version of Motorola. And or a blue the... phone, you know, or, you know, I don't know about the Xiaomi again. And that's where subscribing to blind Android users plus subscribe at groups.io that's where you can ask questions like that and we will do our very best to help you and guide you you tell us what you're looking for and we'll do our very best to help you if you say hey i can't afford a 350 phone i'd love to but i can't okay what can you afford what's your budget and we'll do our best to help you and that will be it. So next week, we're going to come back here and continue from here now that we've set up our Android device. And now that we've set up our Android device, now what? That will be our next question when we return next week. And again, if you have an Android story that you'd like to share with us, please share with us so that next week we will be hearing that story. Austin? 
I would like to thank our listeners for listening to us, and uh, we are just one short of hitting the two fifty playback mark. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to us, and we hope everybody have a nice new year and prosperous new year ahead, regardless of all that has happened within the year twenty twenty. For listening to the Blind Android Users Podcast, I hope you liked the show, and I hope you enjoyed all that we had to offer in this episode. Until next time, stay safe and happy podcasting.